Okay, so we have 10 minutes, so if there's any Q&As, question and answers, inshallah. What happened? Oh, online questions. Oh, long questions. Okay, it's just how to avoid being canceled, right? That's all? Yeah, it's, I'll talk to you this privately. <laughs> Any other questions? <clears throat> oh, So the brother asked, how would we, I think it's related to your question as well, how would we address this in a corporate world where sometimes you have, th these, I mean, these ideas are being propagated everywhere. I think it goes back to what Muhammad Mateen mentioned yesterday in the talk on gender interaction. And our Muslim spaces and non-Muslim spaces. And non-Muslim spaces are things that we don't have control over. If someone is asking us to parade on the streets, as our work is asking us to do that, we cannot do that, right? This is not something that we can abide by. We cannot parade in the streets because our business or our work or whatever, corporate office asks us to do that. But at the same time, it's not, it's not as if we need to go to work tomorrow and start, you know, ta actively talking against them, right? We're going to do our work, earn our risk, come back home. But within our own circles, we have to keep our stances strong, right? For those people who are involved in politics, now that's something you can ask the more senior ulama, they have more guidance on that. But on a personal level, as long as it's not, they're not asking us to openly and uh, openly ask us to advocate for anything, then we have to strive to do what we can to avoid that. And in the situation where they're asking us to actively do something, we have to try our best to avoid doing that. We can request as much as we can. We have the right to decline to do certain things. Now, I don't know what specifics you're referring to, but when it comes to actively and openly propagating any of these things, we cannot join in any of these practices. Yes. Oh, okay. Good question. So I, I'm not aware of that. I don't know. You'd have to have somebody more well-versed in that. But I do know that if that's something that is a sign of... It's like, it's like, going, it's like for example, if somebody asks us to wear the cross. It's not something we can abide by. It's not just a rainbow anymore. Right? The rainbow has been stolen. Right? The rainbow is not something that we can just walk around saying because it, it shows something way beyond what it was before. So if they ask us to wear something that we should take a firm stance, now that's something you should take guidance with other people who are more involved in that. I'm not aware of the, the legal things of that. Yeah, I think the brother had a question first. Anybody, go ahead. Politically and to what extent? So there's no reason for us to stand with them on their, in their fist, you know? There's absolutely no reason for us to go out of our way and say, hey, you have your right to do what you want. We, I, I understand, we all understand we live in, in a non-Muslim society. 
right? And there are things we can't stop. But that doesn't mean we have to advocate for it. For example, there's people out there drink khamar. There are clubs just around the area. But do we need to now go and advocate for their right to now engage in those practices? That's not something that we need to go out of our way to do, right? Um, identity by, this is something I didn't talk because it wasn't, we didn't have enough time. But identity by sin is not something that we recognize. There's no identity by sin. We don't call uh, we don't call, you know, we don't have an alcoholic group of Muslims, right? We don't have, we don't identify based on that. So people identifying based upon these things, there's no reason for us to go out of our way to support that. And it's not something that we should be. Okay, I, I don't know which scholars you're referring to, but uh, don't mention any names, inshallah. But we, like we said, that's wrong. Now everyone makes mistakes, right? And we advise them, inshallah ta'ala, that they refrain from doing such things. I saw your hand, Ken. How, okay, good question. How do I advise our... Go ahead. How do I advise them and protect them, our younger brothers and sisters who are going to public institutions with Pride Month? Education. That's the only way to advise them. You can't just tell them, hey, don't do it. They're going to be like, why? Because again, every single one of us grew up in a modernity framework. So every single one of us has accepted premises. And now when we go through education, we're rewiring our system. We've been indoctrinated, whether we realize it or not. Every single one of us. And we have to remove those indoctrinations. So you can't just tell your brother, hey, stop. He's going to question why. So he needs to be educated. Now, if you're here in this locality, join the summer intensive. Join the programs. If not, then have them watch these videos. It's for education. You can't just tell them, hey, stop. Because it's not, it's not fair to them. Because they've been going through 15, 16 years of their life accepting this framework as their own without realizing. So now you have to explain it to them. And if you do not have the ability to do so, you need to guide them to people who can't. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes. I think that would be that question would be better reserved for an individual who has more uh, knowledge of both, both fields. I'm not, that's not something that I'm much involved in. So that might be a question that you might want to ask somebody who's also an alim, who's also a doctor, who also has more of an idea of that. That's, that wouldn't, I don't think I can answer that question. Yes? What's up? Okay. Good question. Has, uh, how did we deal with homosexuality in the past? It was just like any other sin. Any other sin. Like, if there was somebody who's drinking alcohol, it would be something just like any other sin. The issue now is that now it's being moralized. Past, homosexuality was there. People, I'm sure there are homosexual individuals. But it was not some, the homosexual tendencies. And if somebody's going through that, that's a test. That's a whole different topic, right? From the spiritual aspect. That's a test. They have to, everyone has different tests, everyone has different inclinations. However, it was never, never moralized as being right. That's the issue now. It's being moralized on all different levels to be right. That's the problem. Now, it's not just about homosexuality. Somebody did that for alcohol, for example, and they said, now you as Muslims must succumb to that as well. We'd have the same issue. It's not that specific issue. It's just this one happens to be the one that they're using. Take, I think I have time for one more question. Yes. 
What do you mean? Can you explain it a little bit further? So I would just say that means don't justify the ends, right? So I'm sorry, the ends don't justify the means. Yes, that might be true, but we cannot take doubtful means to help us get uh, ends that we want. We have to make sure our means are solid. It's just like when it comes to eating halal. Why do we eat halal, right? We eat halal to make sure all our actions are... I mean, the first thing in Allah is what it tells us, eat halal. But we eat halal to make sure our actions produce something halal, produce something good. So the, the ends don't justify the means. Okay, I'll take... I saw this brother's hand in the back. Okay, if I understood your question correctly, is that how can we expect them to understand our framework? Is that the first thing? Now, who is them in your question? Okay, first, what I would say is that we do not need them.